Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tom McCarthy. So happy to be with you. Happy holidays. I can officially say that. It is a holiday week here at the comedy. Well, I guess it's a holiday. I was going to say it's a holiday week here at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, but I believe it's a holiday everywhere in the United States of America here the week of November 21st. Happy early Thanksgiving to all of you. I've got a great show for you on tap today. My friend and Detroit comedy legend, Bill Bouchard. I'm sure he would blush if I called him a legend, but awesome comic, awesome guy. He's got a great show coming up here on Thanksgiving Eve. His The Night Before Thanksgiving show that's becoming a tradition here at the Comedy Castle. Bill will be on shortly to talk a little bit about that and just catch up in general. And then after the interview with Bill, I'm going to play an interview with local comic and promoter Sarah Young. Real nice, real nice woman that I've got to know a little bit here on the scene. I've seen her a few times, and she's yet another one of our local comics who curates her own show. She has a successful show that she's been running and producing at the Wholehearted Winery that's become a little bit of a buzz. I'll be performing on that here in the month of December. It was great talking to her and getting some insight into how to promote a show efficiently and effectively and i know a lot of comics are interested in that all right i bet you're interested in knowing what's going on here at the castle for the week of november 21st even with the holiday it's a busy busy week on tuesday the 22nd it is the semifinals of our detroit to la comedy challenge aspiring comics competing for cash prizes and stage time out in in los angeles Again, it's the semifinals, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. There's some real good comics on this. Show's at 7.30 on Tuesday, the 22nd. Make sure to come out and check it out. If you've never been to one, or if you have been to one, come out again. They are terrific shows. And then, as I mentioned, Bill Bouchard's The Night Before Thanksgiving show, 7.30 on Wednesday, the 23rd. And you'll hear Bill and I discuss it, but I can't stress enough This is one of the most popular bar nights of the year. Everyone knows it. Downtown Royal Oak hops. It is crazy on the night before Thanksgiving. So if you're interested in the show, and we hope you are, make sure that you get your tickets in advance. You can call the castle at 248-542-9900. For ticketing information, better yet, go to the website at ComedyCastle.com. You can get your tickets right there, and we certainly encourage that. We expect this show to be packed. And it will be a good one. And then we are, as we say in showbiz, we are dark on Thanksgiving, the 24th. I hope everyone has a wonderful, great turkey puke. I hope it is a day filled with friends, family, and hopefully a Detroit Lions miracle victory over the Buffalo Bills. Don't count on it, but it sure would be awesome. So we'll be closed on Thanksgiving. But then we come back with a vengeance. The 25th and the 26th, we've got... Four shows with the excellent Mike Cronin. Some of you might know Mike Cronin. He is originally from Michigan. We don't see him around on the scene too often anymore because he's out touring the country. Great comic. Looking forward to having him in for four shows again this weekend. That will be Friday the 25th, Saturday the 26th. Early show on Friday is at 7.15. Late show on Friday is at, let me make sure I don't screw that up, 9.45 on Friday. And then we'll do it again on Saturday the 26th. Early show on Saturday at 7, late show at 9.30. So that's what's going on at the castle the week of the 21st. Again, if you need to reach 
the Comedy Castle and have any questions, ticketing questions, 248-542-9900. And feel free to use the website, the highly functional Comedy Castle website at ComedyCastle.com. All right, I guess I've already set up this week's interviews a little bit. Uh, you'll hear me talk about it also uh, when when I sit down with Bill here. Uh, but he, to my recollection, I think this is his fifth, if not possibly his sixth, uh, his sixth visit to the Mark Release Comedy Castle podcast. He's our all-time favorite, all-time favorite guest. He does a lot of wonderful things for the Detroit comics community and for the Comedy Castle, and we're sure grateful for that. You'll be hearing that interview first, and then immediately following. We'll press play on a conversation I recorded with Sarah Young last week. It was nice catching up with Sarah and uh, was real interested to find out how she got into comedy and how she got into the business of booking, promoting shows. So that will be immediately following the interview with Bill. Here you go. Enjoy our conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, across the table from me, this is the godfather of Detroit comedy, oh, Bill Bouchard. Sake. Are you the one who made up that same? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I don't even know how that came about. Somebody wrote it in an article one time, and then, then people ran with it because I had it in a bio. I like to and, take credit uh, for it. You know. It probably wasn't me, yeah. but I like to take credit for it. Like, I take credit for a lot of things. <laughs> doesn't sound very good, but I'll take it. Do you know I'm the reason that gas is coming down? Is that what is? That you are? <laughs> that gas is coming yeah. down? Why is that? Yeah, just because I've been telling people I'm the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I like to take credit to a lot of things that I have no connection with. You know what I can take credit for? I do the same thing, but in real life, Tom. <laughs> you know what I can take credit for is, you know, you are, this is your fifth or sixth appearance on the Mark Ridley's Comedy oh, oh Castle gosh, podcast man. in the four years that we've been doing it. That that makes you now the number one guest that we've had. I'm your Burt Reynolds. Well, you do. <laughs> you do. Big, you, you, you do. I, I'd like to take a poll on uh, how many of our listeners know a good Burt Reynolds imitation <laughs> from that. Maybe 10 percent. Our producer, Joel Fragmenti, does, I bet. But. Um, when we need big numbers, we call you in. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, Things they, have they, been they, dipping. They, they, they our, spikes when I get on here? Our, our listeners did not respond favorably to the John Heffron two-year-old interview no. that we ran Oh, you ran, a, you ran a second yeah, time? Yeah, and I was like, we, we, need, we need to boost the numbers. <laughs> well, this so. is fresh, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, I don't know what the date is, but we're doing it. And, and we're doing it in person versus, versus on the telephone. So we've got some exciting things coming up. This I'm, I'm trying to go through my memory bank because I know I've done the show before, but you've been producing a show at the castle for the last several Thanksgiving eves. Yeah, that is a great show. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't even I, I, I should be more prepared for our conversation, but I'm not. I know it's oh, I know it's on Wednesday the twenty third. Wednesday the twenty third, night before Thanksgiving. Who's on the show this year? Oh, we got Camro, we got Zach Martina, Amanda Dalka. Ella Hardwell, um, oh, wow. and uh, what's her name? Uh, Camilla Bellario. I shouldn't say what's her name. I love Camilla. She's and, awesome. Um, who else? There's one more on there, and I'm going to miss him, and I can't think of his name at the moment. Who I got on That's there. All, but, I, uh, I don't know that that bill can handle any more great comics. Yeah, That's an yeah, awesome. It's a good, good lineup of people. Just the people I've been watching throughout the year, thought I'd give them a shot. I've worked with every one of them. They've seen, you know, they all kill. We're yeah. going to work with them. You know how Cam is. You yeah. know how Camilla is. You know, these are all solid acts, and they're going to come out and do short sets, but kill it. And it's going to be a great date night, great night to get out to start your evening. If you're going to go out and uh, 
do the bar hopping. It's a great it's a great uh, starting point for a lot of people to come on out. Seven thirty start. Seven thirty and uh, Tyler Nissen. What's Tyler? Tyler's going to come out. He was a you. guest on this show a few weeks ago. Great comic, great guy. How much is it? It is ten dollars to get in. And uh, you can order online. It's uh, tickets are going fast, so yep. they should order today. Well, the great thing about it too is, like when I was when I was in my younger hell raising phase. Of course, the night before Thanksgiving is still the biggest bar night of the year. Yeah. Now, now for me at my advanced age, it's the biggest stay home night of the year. I, I, I enjoy being home on Thanksgiving Eve. But that is so many people are in town to see their families. Yeah. It's so many. It's, it's such a great night, and the fact that the show will be over by nine too. Yeah. So if you want to come to the show come to the castle uh you'll have a great time and for 10 bucks of course i'm biased because i love the comedy castle and i love all the shows that are put on but that is an incredible amount of talented comics yes, for 10 bucks yeah yeah and uh you know it's just gonna be a good show and and uh i think i'm gonna have cam close it out mm-hmm. and we uh we all love cam Rowe. he's a very funny guy you got the high energy Zach Martina. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's just some just some fun uh, acts going to be up that night. The show will go quick. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to fire through the acts, and it's going to be a good time, man. So bring your friends. You know who's a big Cam Rowe fan? Who's that? I was just telling you off the mic how I hung out in the green room with Pistons legend Rick Mahorn. And no, Cam. One of the, one of the yeah. first things because. Cam's father, Billy Rowe, NBA star. Yeah, you know yeah. they run in the same circles. Um, and uh, yeah, the first one of the first things he said is, you know, do you know Cam Rowe? Like, oh, of course, yeah. you know Cam. And Rowe. everybody who doesn't like Cam, he's just Cam a likable awesome. dude. Well, cool. And then you also, I think our listeners know this because I've promoted it on the show before, and we talk about it a lot. But you, of course, are the man behind uh, the very popular uh, comedy classes at. Uh, at the Comedy Castle, you do more of the beginner class. Joel then does an advanced class for comics with some experience. But um, when is the next class open? The when? next classes will start. The next one, Saturday class, starts uh, January 7th, and it goes from uh, 10 a.m. to noon. And then the following class is January, let me look real quick here, 23rd. That'll be our next Monday class, and that's from 6 to 8 in the evening. And How many weeks does it run for? Uh, we, we do uh, four weeks. We'll meet at the castle. Then we do one FaceTime meet. Okay. So, so you'll meet five times. And then, then we have our showcase show, which are very popular. Yeah. So. The, the showcase shows. I And I've... Are, this has been documented because I've said it dozens of times here on this show over the last four years. But those shows are never bad. No, they're fun. It's they're always a good time. It's unbelievable how they rise to the challenge. And, you know, yeah. I've seen comics who who have killed... On that particular show, and then you'll see him like a month yeah. or two later. Yeah. It's like, whoa, the pixie dust has wore off. But yeah. there's something yeah. about that the night. The hype and the energy in the room, and people are excited because they're doing comedy for the first time. And you yeah. know, there's a lot of pluses. We set them up for success. And then well, they go off to an open mic, and then they, you know, things change a little bit, and they realize it's a lot more work than they think. And that's yeah. just how it is, you know. Well, the number of comics that we have on the show, you know, we, we try and feature as many local comics as, as possible. And I've got to say, probably 80 to 90% of them, their start or exposure to comedy is from your class, because you've been yeah. doing them a long time. Yeah, I've been doing them quite, quite some time, probably about 17 years now, 18 years teaching these classes. That's wild to me. You've but, had uh, students on late night, gosh. Late night credits. Yeah, yeah, I don't take Wenzel. credit for any of that stuff, but it's fun that they came through. And Brad Wenzel and Jeff R. Curry and Jeff yeah. Sheen. I don't know if Jeff took the class or not, but just so just your good scene of people. And uh, I just like what's going on with Michigan comedians right now, especially the ones who leave. They're they're seeing yeah. success. We got a strong core of comics in the Detroit area. 
plenty of people to choose from if you need talented people. If one says no, there's another talented person right behind them. So it's uh, yeah. it's an exciting time in Michigan comedy. It reminds me kind of a sports analogy is, you know, I'm a huge Wolverine slappy. Love, love, the, love the Wolverine since I was a little kid. But because those players are only there for two or three years, Every two or three years, I'm going, oh, I'm screwed. We'll never have another Charles Woodson. We'll never have yeah. another Desmond Howard. And yeah. then lo and behold, two or three years later, there's yeah. a nut, you know. That's the same way I can remember. This is probably 2010-ish in, in that area. Matt McClowry moved on. And Jeff Sheen moved on. And Nate Fridson moved on. Ricarlo moved out to the West Coast. And I'm like, well, we're screwed. <laughs> the scene, all the best people have gone. Yeah. And then, boom, a couple years later, yeah. the next group, Jeff Horst and yeah. and, uh, and Brad Wenzel and, and Zach Martina and that whole crew. So, And that's happening right now. Yeah. You're absolutely You're, right. It's the truth. And, and people, we got a good scene. It's an exciting time. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I uh, Sometimes when I go up to a new com- uh, com- comic or someone that I see at your show um, and, and compliment them, it reinforces just how poor of a self promoter I am, and how I, <laughs> it's like. Um, oh, thank you for the compliment. Um, do you know? Um, do you know? Uh, do I get a free drink here? Oh no, I don't work here. I'm just. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. just a fan. <laughs> I need to put myself out there more. Like what? You're a graduate of Bill Bouchard's comedy class, oh, and you don't sake. know who Tom McCarthy is, the host of the Comedy Castle podcast? You've got no future in this business. Yeah, the only reason I teach this class is because Mark asked me to years back, and I said yes, and then that was the beginning of something. And we just uh, have had a good relationship with it. We've grown the class. It seems to be fairly popular, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, people want to try stand-up, so that's why we do it. Yeah. Well, you've got the right, I've, I've said this for many years, you've got the right temperament for it, too, because it's not easy. No, um, it's not easy sometimes. Comics but. almost by definition are somewhat needy, and especially <laughs> newer and younger comics, yeah. it's a very, and, and you do a great job of managing it. And, yeah. Well, you know, they're, they're, most of it's fear, and then we, <laughs> we create our own uh, obstacles when you get into comedy. It's always overcoming yourself more than anything else, so. So you just try to teach them that part, too, or just explain it to them. I'm not sure how much I teach as much as I just try to share my experience. I guess that is teaching. Who the hell knows what it is? But, you know, I can't teach people to be funny, but I can give them an idea of what they're in for. And I can help people write jokes and work on their public speaking, and and that's basically what it's all about. It's funny, going back over the years, and I've repeated this story on this show, but I still remember when I started doing open mics in the area and at the late, great Joey's, you were running the showroom there. I only knew you from... Like, I, I was so not connected to the scene, I just thought you were the guy who made the list and, and worked the light. And then, like, a month after I had met you for the first time, I took my wife out to the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. And I'm like, that's the that's the guy from Joey's. He's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So, it's 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 That funny. was a long time ago. Yep. It sure, it sure was. So, one another thing we were talking about off the mic that... Uh, as, as a comic and and knowing the challenges of booking a full schedule, especially in this post-pandemic world, I think we're in the post-pandemic world. I hope we are. You, more than any comic I know, you're not only working as much as you were before the pandemic, 
but more than you were. I mean, you're one of the few people I know who has all the work you can get. What is your secret? My secret is I don't stop hustling. I yeah. network well, and uh-huh. uh, I take anything offered to me. <laughs> 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 you know, these gigs, they bounce all over the place, but I love doing it. And I built some good friendships over the years, and I worked, got some good working relationship with some of these venues. And uh, once again, networking well and and. Combine that with being a little bit funny, you know, yeah. it can make some success for you. So. Yeah. Well, that's, that is true. It's even some of the gigs I've done with you, especially when I was start, first starting to get work and going on the road a little bit. I'm like, how did Bill even know this place existed? How <laughs> how did we end up in the thumb on a Tuesday night? Well, then, <laughs> well I'm definitely a bar comic and definitely yeah. like, uh, you know, I, I don't do the clubs the way I used to. I used to do a lot yeah. of those, but uh you know, you find your market and you find your your demographic, and you and when I, you know you walk in the room, sometimes you're just like, yeah, I'm going to do well tonight. I, I know. know these people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's there's sometimes you you pull up in front of a place and you're like, oh my goodness, what have I got myself roped into? But when you walk in, you can feel the energy. Yeah. You you almost kind of know how it's going to go. Plus, mm-hmm. it does make it. I've always found doing going heavy on the bar gigs when you do get a nice club weekend, it's yeah, you don't yeah. even break a sweat. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. these people they know the club. <laughs> They have an expectation that there's going to be yeah. a, 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 a good time. And they're and they, facing forward. Oh, yeah. And in a lot of these bars, they're they're pissed off because the Red Wings game got shut yeah. off. You, know, you better bring it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. They shut off the TVs. Now, this is another thing, too, that I'm just curious on your pin. We've talked, we've talked a little bit about it um, off the mic. And uh, in the last couple of years, but comedy's changed a lot in in terms of in terms of how you promote the, the number of comics we have coming through the castle who kind of built their own career through social media, yeah. YouTube channels like like in my whole life. Most of the comics I've been aware of, I saw them on the Tonight Show. I saw their Showtime yeah. special. I, you know, the, the the more traditional route. That's what it was. Now. It's social media. It's YouTube. It's, How, it's how's your TikTok your, doing? How's your podcast doing? How's your YouTube channel doing? I mean, nope. that, that's all part of the factor now. We're, we're, we're probably too long in the tooth to, to learn new tricks. But do you see that at the level, even even new comics coming through your class? I mean, are they peppering you with questions uh, on that? No are one they... really talks about it, but I've been emphasizing the importance of getting involved with social media and trying to build a following now. I bring it up in every class and yeah. just because it's part of the game now. That's, that's just the fact, man. And you got to build your own audience and i think now as hard as it is it's probably easier than ever because you can connect with people so and uh with video and uh, instagram and tiktok like i said all all the all the social media you just got to take advantage and play to your strengths you know we had a comment come through the castle about uh, it's been about six weeks ago now out of new york city guy by the name of jared freed listen to the episode you can easily find it there just scroll back and you'll see the jared freed interview i didn't know much about him before i prepped for the interview with him um Funny as hell, man, this guy is a killer. Great, great comic. But when I'm trying to figure out how is he, and, and I was looking where he was playing, top places, and I'm like, wow, how do I not know about this guy? And I go onto his TikTok and his Instagram, 850,000 followers. Yeah, man. A million. I'm like, well, that's how you do it. Yeah, and they're going to show up. So. And if and if you have a great act to boot, yeah. you know, it uh, just build off the top of that. It's good, man. So tell me, I know, I know, twenty twenty two was a good year for you. Be a prognosticator. Look, look into the comedy crystal ball for twenty twenty three. God knows, people still need entertainment. Well, I, I see great things happening at the Comedy Castle. We just got some great acts going to be coming up. Um, we got uh, Maria Bamford's coming in. Um, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, Chris Porter's coming in. Jeff Leeson's coming in. 
And we just got so many of such a variety of nice um, acts coming in throughout the year. Uh, Ian Bag, uh, for God's sake, just some Dave Landau's coming in. So we just got got a lot of great acts coming in through through the castle, and it's going to be a big year. Mark is is just a great guy to work for, and it's been it's been. Uh, a lot of fun working with him on doing some of these bookings over the last uh, couple months too. So yeah, he's kind of uh, learning a lot from the, the from the master. The uh, the um, we're at a we're at a raucous bar in in, in Redford Township, <laughs> Michigan. I don't know McNose Cafe. I don't know if we'll be able to edit out all all that's going on around us, but yeah, you know when you get. Um, when you when you get to learn the business side a little bit more of showbiz, it you you respect the people like yeah, man. Mark Ridley yeah. even more. With it's a tough, tough to be business. the successful survivor that this guy has been in this business and enjoy the success he's enjoyed. I mean, you got to take your hat off to that man. Yeah. You just got to be. And it's changing with easy. the times too. Yeah, man. I mean, always, he's, always the, changing with the times. The acts that are coming. I mean, he, there's a core group of of acts, maybe maybe ten acts a year. That yeah, most years you'll see them, or every other yeah. year. But other than that, of the other forty two weeks or forty one weeks of the year, not including the um, the Dream Cruise weekend or whenever it goes dark, uh, Arts Beats and Eats. Who cares? But. Um, <laughs> There, it's just the turnover in acts and the new acts that are coming through. It is exciting. Yeah, man. It really, it, it really is fun to be even a small part of it. Well, again, next weekend or not, not, not next weekend. Next Wednesday, the twenty third, seven thirty p.m. The night before Thanksgiving show, night and the before. night before that, I just want to push the Detroit LA Comedy Challenge semifinal. There's some still seats for that left, so. They're going fast. So that's going to sell out. And we're hopefully looking at a sellout for Wednesday, but we'll see see what happens. Hopefully this podcast really fills the seats. <laughs> well, I, I think so. We're trying to get your listeners back. out there, Tom. We're, we're, we're building our listenership back after after the fiasco of playing a Heffron rerun. So, But but his show still sold out. I think every one of them. Oh, yeah, Thursday man. He had a great out, weekend. So. He had a great weekend. The power of. Things are good at the castle. Come on out, everybody. It's Maybe a good, I won't it's a good even time. this. Maybe we'll just rerun one of your old episodes. Yeah, just run, and- run this one next year. <laughs> Trust well, me, my life's not going to change that much. Well, appreciate you on behalf. I'll, I'll, I'll nominate myself a spokesman for the Michigan comics community. Appreciate everything you do from your classes to your involvement in the castle. Hipping a lot of us to to gigs that we never would have found without you. You uh, you're, you're you're a fine, upstanding citizen. We well, appreciate let's, it. Let's keep the ball rolling, man. All right, thanks, Bill. Look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. See ya. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, on the other end of my line is a local comic and and comedy. I've been using this word, Sarah. I'm going to screw it up. Okay, so first of all, let me introduce Sarah Young. Everyone, say hello, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> I knew that was coming, <laughs> but this started. Uh, this started a few months ago. I, I, I think when we had Connie Ettinger on the show, where where I've been calling people who are a big part of the the Michigan comedy community and people who produce shows on their own. I've been calling them an empresario, and then I was told I was pronouncing it uh, incorrectly. So, um, is it is it fair to call you an empresario or? Have I, have I botched the word, or does it not apply? I'm not sure. It, it, I don't think you botched it, but I'm not sure it applies. I don't know. I I, I am a entrepreneur. I have uh, two businesses that I solely own and run aside from this, so 
my whole life is side gigs, so I'm not sure what you call me. Well, you're an impresario then. <laughs> okay. You're one who organizes and often finances concerts, plays, or operas. That is the most uh, most relevant definition I'm getting from my Google search right now. <laughs> All right, I'll go with that. Also, is an entrepreneur a cinnamon for impresario? Yes, it is. All right. All I'm going right. to use that. You know what? It's it's in my lexicon now. I'm just showing off because I learned a new word in 2022. It's one of the few things I seem to have accomplished. No, I'll go with that. I'm gonna I, call- I, I like the $5 words. <laughs> I'm going to call everyone I encounter today an impresario and see how it goes when I go to Starbucks. Thank you. You're a very fine <laughs> barista and impresario. So... I wanted to I wanted to begin. So I know you a little bit. I've run into each other on the scene. Uh, I've seen you perform a handful of times, and I always like to say, and I'm I'm going to say this in the most flattering terms possible because I think we're the same relative age. But your people like you fascinate me. You you appeared to have begun your journey in comedy later in life as as a mature, fully formed adult. So I'd kind of like to start there. I can't recall. I, I think I've been seeing you on the scene for the last couple of years, probably longer, uh, but my, my memory fades. Kind of tell me how you came into it, how you got started, and, and what was the motivation? Uh, it was uh, actually December 2018, um, right before the holidays. I was watching a lot of uh, just stand-up specials on HBO and and um, Netflix and all that, and it floated across my mind that all they were doing was talking about their life, and uh, when uh, my intuition kicks in like that and it's an idea like that that terrifies me, my stomach flips upside down and I break out in a cold sweat, and... <laughs> I know I need to investigate this, and uh, and so I Googled um, stand-up classes because I had no idea how to do any of it. And, of course, um, Bill Bouchard's class at Mark Ridley's popped up, and it was starting like a week later, and then I told some family and friends I was thinking of doing this, and none of them said it was a bad idea, so then I was locked <laughs> in and I had to do it. Uh, because they were going to ask me how the class was going, and I couldn't enroll online, but I had told people I was looking at it, so I called the castle and asked if there was still room in the class, and they said, oh, absolutely, you know, what charge card do you want to use, and we'll see you next week. So then I was I, I was committed, and um, it, it was, uh, so January 2019, uh, it was... Um, the Detroit to LA um, uh, finals, and my dear friend Dan Britton was in the finals, and I knew him from 15 years ago in improv, mm-hmm. and I went specifically to see him, and he had a similar background to mine, and I asked what he liked better between improv or stand-up. And he said, you have to share your laughter in improv, but if you have a bad night, you have people to catch you. And with stand-up, you get all the laughter, but you also get all the crickets. And so, uh, <laughs> That's a fair bigger, assessment. Yeah, so the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. And he loved uh, stand-up um, over improv. And, um, and I did that first class, and I was absolutely petrified but 
when you make a whole room full of people laugh and it's all you, it's very intoxicating. And I kind of jumped in with both feet after that. Now, other than the specials that you had that you had seen on, on Netflix or what have you on, on television, how exposed to live comedy had you been? Were you a patron of the Comedy Castle or some of the other local clubs, or was it kind of uh, all uh, new to you? I, Tom, I've seen more professional stand-ups in, in a concert kind of format than I've seen bands. Oh, there you go. So, so uh, I like all the big names i've i've seen them it's been amazing and to walk across the stage and share the same mic that you know um uh some of my heroes have used is just surreal every time i'm there oh I'm yeah really cognizant of what what has happened there absolutely I'm a, I'm a i'm a history geek and i'm a i'm a comedy geek as well and some of the clubs i've played all all over the country uh you know as as you've noticed just about any club has its signature wall or its signature green room or its signature this or that. And when you look at some of the, the, the signatures on the wall and some of the pictures on the wall, it really is astonishing. Yeah. It, uh, it, you're, you're, you're part of a line that will continue long, long after we're gone. So now, now let me ask you this. Would, did you have a background in, in your, in your social circles, in your family, in your, in your professional life where, where you were the class clown type person, where you, would people characterize you as a cut up or someone who was natural for comedy or did it take people by surprise when you said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do stand up? Oh, it shocked everybody, including me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was uh, I very introverted, and once people, you know, made it into my inner circle, you know, they completely forgot how how introverted I was. But no, I was clinically shy, and uh, it's been uh, a breaking of that shell that's uh, allowed me. I'm uh, diametrically opposite to what I had been, um, you know, five years ago. Well, yeah. And that's, it's, it's kind of one of the interests. I always say if regardless of what happens when, when you begin a journey and stand up and you start performing, there's, there's literally nothing bad that can come out of it. If, if you can, if you can get on a stage and have the bravery to try and entertain a room full of strangers what can't you do in life? I mean, I really think there's such a positive reaffirmation uh, to it. And I'm not trying to make more of it than what it is, but people who've done it know it's, it's, it's about overcoming your fears. It's, it's about letting yourself go. And it's a very liberating feeling, you know, even, even if you never do a show beyond today, you've achieved things that you'll carry for the rest of your life in a positive way. Absolutely. It helps. It helps self-worth. I'm, I'm getting close there. I'm getting close to coining a phrase, but it still needs a lot of editing. But I think stand-up stand up is incredible to help build your self-worth, but you cannot let it define your self-worth. And, and, and too many times in, in, in the many years I've been doing it, I've seen comics who let a bad set or, or some setbacks in their, in, in their comedy career, you know, uh, tumble <laughs> and start rolling down the hill out of control and affecting their their self-worth and everything and self-esteem and i certainly don't recommend that it can help build it but don't let it take it away there there's some um, unlis- uh, yeah. unsolicited um, advice well yeah no um uh, outside of comedy um um a laser artist 
and uh, my whole life is very subjective and just if you don't like what i found is you you can you can not like my comedy but it doesn't mean that you don't like me you just don't you know not every comic is going to be for every person oh absolutely and i i think it's I, I this light bulb went on very early for me after a particularly bad set. When I was driving home, I was thinking, you know what? It's unlikely that my terrible seven minutes on stage is going to affect any of those people in that room any more than ten to fifteen minutes max. Like you get this thing in your eye, it, it, in your head is like, oh my god, I ruined these people's night. They're going to be talking about me for months and years to come, and that's really not the case. People, people are like, eh, I really wasn't into this guy. Uh, and that's about how long it lasts in their brain. But for the comic, a bad night can last a lot longer. And that's also something that I would encourage any aspiring comic to let go. Uh, yeah. Okay, we've got limited time today. So this this kind of fascinates me. A lot of people who listen to the show are aspiring comics. And in, in today's climate, so many of the clubs that I came up in and did open mics and started getting work in are gone. They vaporize. So you have to be very resourceful to be a comic in, in, in today's world. You're great. You're a great example of somebody who started and curated uh, your own successful show. Uh, it's at the Wholehearted Winery in New Hudson, Michigan. Uh, I don't know how long you've been doing. I, I, I don't know if it began pre-COVID. I've been aware of it for the last year or so, but you, you, you have great shows. There's a lot of buzz and energy to what you're doing at Wholehearted. So kind of tell our listeners how that came to, came together and how you got involved. Uh, well, Dan and Brenda Lyon, who own Wholehearted Winery, um, they have a charity called Giving 360, and they get returns, closeouts, end-of-season product from Bed Bath & Beyond, Lowe's, and Home Depot, and they have it all at a warehouse. And the kicker is, is they give it away for free and it's not on a need basis. So if you, uh, we, they had a Ninja foodie come through and it was, the box was damaged and they couldn't sell it. And they said, do you want a foodie? And we were like, uh, sure. And they gave it to us and that was (laughs) that. And it's, and they give away over a million dollars a year in product to people that just need. And it's, uh, and it's only pay it forward. Tell someone else that needs something or take the money you saved and put it towards another good cause. And to fund their warehouse, they opened their winery in 2019 in September. And uh, a dollar from every bottle of wine sold is goes towards their charity. And in uh, they just recently, last year, opened the the inside tasting room mm-hmm. and the showroom up above on the upper floor. And this is all a 1840 farmhouse. Oh, it's a beautiful, and, uh, it's a beautiful space. I, I drive by there literally daily and it's just a, a beautiful building. What they've done with it yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So in 2019, they opened in September. Um, Dan found me because I, I, one of my businesses is Gracie's Good Eats. And I make cinnamon and spice uh, sugar-free nut mixes. Mm. And I was working in my kitchen that was in the church next door. And he saw my Jeep that has my um, business information on the wheel cover. And he also got a, a, his instinct, his intuition said I need to talk to her. And he 
called me and I came in and I've been etching and selling nuts there. And he would give tours before the inside was finished of what his vision was. And we were going through a tour in um, December 2019 going upstairs and there are um, spirits that of the original family that come back and visit and they've had multiple confirmations <laughs> of this. It, it's wild. And, uh, and he said uh, the matriarch who is upstairs and what her room had been just wanted laughter and parties and life back in the, in the house. And he turned to me and he goes, do you want to run a room? And I said, yes, because my stomach flipped over and I broke out in a cold sweat and I, and it terrified me. And, uh, and so we said, okay, I'll, I'll run a room here. And, uh, and then 2020 happened. And, um, so we wound up doing shows out in the parking lot, uh, for our, while the weather was good for all of the shutdown. And that's really where it all started. We'd have over a hundred people tailgating with, uh, you know, just uh, 10 to 15 comics doing short sets in the parking lot. And uh, they finally opened last December inside to the formation that the winery is in now. And, and we moved inside. So we're coming up on our year of inside shows. Yeah, and such so, a it's such a added part too to, you know, I, I think I've mentioned to you for, for showbiz purposes, I always say, uh, when I'm introduced or wherever I'm playing, I always say from Ann Arbor because when I started, and you've got to you got to be introed somehow, and you've got to be from somewhere, right? When you're brought on stage or when you're promoting yourself, and you know I live about eh, maybe 15 miles north of Ann Arbor. I'm on the very edge of the Detroit area, and when I began, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase was was my home club, so it was so it was just a natural. But it's really it's, it's really a big dumb lie, like all of my stuff. I actually live in South Lyon, Michigan, which is adjacent to lovely New Hudson, and yep. that particular kind of corner, the crossroads of New Hudson, was in desperate need of some new energy and some new things, and it's so great to see. Um, a business of this nature, running live entertainment, having a tasting room. Um, that really is one of the main components is I've been doing these little uh, interviews with local comics who've had successful shows. It's really having the right partner, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely. It's 100% uh, Dan and Brenda. They, uh, that whole South Ryan corner, they are so you talk to Brenda and she wants community and she feels that's what the world is missing is just that community. And you walk in there a stranger once and you're going to leave a friend. You never come in a stranger twice. They all, they'll know your name. They'll know what you like, like to have in your mind. They'll know about your family. It's just amazing. And uh, it was just a divine providence that just, made that Dan and I cross paths that day. You know, I, I wouldn't be where I am if that hadn't happened. Absolutely. Well, hats off to you. And I, when I think of just over the last year, some of the local comics that, that, that I've interviewed who, who curate their own successful shows yourself, uh, Greg Sharp, Justin Sakarica. I know I'm, I know I'm leaving people off the list, but I've interviewed several of you and your impact on the scene is so, not only is is it welcomed, but it is so needed, especially for newer comics, because the just in, in, in the time in the last 12 years, the number of available mics 
and stage time that have evaporated. If you want things to happen, you kind of have to, you kind of have to take the initiative and, and, and give it a try yourself. So I really commend you and the others for doing that. Now uh, we've just got a minute left, and in, in if uh, if our listeners are interested in the upcoming shows and uh, checking out a show at Wholehearted Winery, where should they go? What's the website? The website is winethatgives.com. Okay, winethatgives.com. And if they go to that, they'll be able to find all the information on upcoming shows. I'm on one of your December shows I'm super excited about. Um, I tell you what, Sarah, I give you so much credit. In the years that I've been doing this, the number of shows that I've booked and just thought that we had a great idea and it was really going to take off, including like a really good space in downtown Ann Arbor. And gosh, we had an awesome space in downtown Detroit and they all fell flat. It just didn't work uh, beyond three or four shows. It was very disappointing. We put a lot of time and energy and money into it. Uh, So I know how difficult it is. And I really commend you. And on behalf of the Michigan comedy scene, I thank you for everything you're doing. I appreciate you having me on, Tom. This is a lot of fun, Sarah. We'll see you soon. Sounds great. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it. Thank you to my good friend, Bill Bouchard. Thank you to Sarah Young. Appreciate having both of them on. Thank you to all of you. You make doing this show so much fun. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate, appreciate you listening. Make sure that you spread the word. Like it. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Tell others about it. We'll keep bringing you the top names in comedy on a weekly basis. Thank you to Joel Fragameni who mixes it down, makes it sound so sweet for your listening pleasure. Appreciate everything he does. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's Tom McCarthy for Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle Podcast. (laughs) 